This is the Danger Hour, and I am your fancy pants host, Jamesy Pooh. Oh my god, James. It's been a long time. You might even say, it's been a while. <laughs> Not you two. Yeah, it has been a while since I've sat here all by myself. And with me. And with you. And done a solo show. But here we are again, together. Aww. But James, I recently noticed that you did episode 200. That's right. What a milestone. 200 episodes. Congratulations to me. Yeah, congratulations, James. That's such a wonderful accomplishment. You should be so proud of yourself. Oh, God. I see what's happening. Look, why don't you just come right out and say it? You know my philosophy on relationships. Relationships, James? Uh, well, strictly platonic between you and I. But I believe that communication is key. Without communication, you cannot have a great relationship. Mark my words. You know, speaking of that, I don't understand. Wait a minute, James. Let's address this matter. I feel like I'm a vital part of the show, James. And for you to just cast me aside on a very special milestone, I'm, I'm, I'm just, frankly, I'm hurt, James. My feelings are hurt. Oh, fuck. Listen, I, I like to keep my friend circles separate from each other, all right? I keep some friends in this cool, awesome hip circle over here, and I keep you way over there on the other side, away from those other people. But, but why, James? I mean, I'm, I'm cool and exciting. Uh, look, the fact of the matter is you don't, you don't combine the circles, okay? You got to keep them separate because your whole social world will implode on itself. One circle serves its purpose. The other circle serves their purpose, and you don't intermingle them. It's very important. Don't cross the streams, Ray. You must never cross the streams. That was from Ghostbusters. I don't care, James. Back to the point. All right, you want to hear the truth about it? The truth is I don't, I don't want you to be around my friends. <gasps> Why, James? Am I, am I an embarrassment to you? No, no, no. Actually, I mean, if you want the truth, the truth is you're like a, a special rare flower in my secret garden. You know, I, I make sure that I tend to you. I give you plenty of water and, and sunshine, and I'm just watching you blossom, and, I'm, and I admire your petals, and I look at your stem, and I just don't want, I don't want you to be cross-pollinated by all these other people. You, you know, I just want this to be our thing. Oh my God, James. You want me to have all your pollen? And no other pollen, just your pollen, James? That's basically, yeah, what I'm, it's not so many words. James, I will take all your pollen and no one else's, James. I'll be your special orchid. Actually, more like a pansy. I forgive you, James. <laughs> all right, great. Let's just move on, okay? It's getting weird. Oh, boy, have I been traveling the worlds. I've got so many stories. And I bet you think the listeners actually care, James. Hey, listen. People come here to hear about the wonderful things that I do, okay? I mean, uh, they, they try to escape their boring, boring little miserable lives and for once be a part of something special, my life. So they come here, they press play, and they don't want to be bothered by any of their forms or their phone calls or other cars on the road. They try to just block all that out when they listen to the show and just cruise right along into Fancyville. That's right. I fancy that. Oh, God. I hope you're, if you're new to the show, I hope you realize that I am fucking around and I am not that far up my own ass. Just somewhat. 
but not all the way up my own ass. What's up your ass, James? Uh, stop it, you. Me? That's right, baby. All the way up there. Oh, God. <laughs> Get used to that. He does that shit all the time. Just when you think uh, the show's okay, and it's possibly getting somewhat adultish, he'll bring it right back down to that little level. Okay, moving right along. I, uh, last time I spoke to you on a solo show, I discussed a plan to go to the island, Kauai. That's right. Me and my wife, my lovely wifey, shout out to Natalie, Hellcat, we uh, took a little vacation. You know what makes me nervous and anxious when you have a vacation planned for like five months and as it's going along, you're like, oh God, please don't let me get sick. Don't let anything bad happen. You know, there's that nervous, everything is riding on that little window and everything has to fall into place for everything to go right. You know what I mean? You could, it could be something as stupid as you get into a fucking car at this time. my, My mom actually volunteered to take us, which was very nice of her. But imagine we get into a horrible accident. Missing our plane, whole thing's fucking ruined, right? Just take a plane the next day, James. That probably costs some kind of money. I don't fucking know. Maybe it's uh, travel protection. Yeah, I got protection, James. Oh, see what I mean? My point is, uh, it, it just, I guess I've learned that I'm a nervous person. I have anxiety. And so just leading up to the whole thing is like, oh. And plus, I couldn't wait to go. But uh, good news, everybody. We made it. <laughs> we got there just fine but some bad things did happen this trip was really fucking fun great time but some bad shit happened and it seemed like uh, man it seemed like a lot of bad things happened but <laughs> which I will get into but first let's cover what you've all been waiting for patiently I hope I mentioned I was going to take my wife on a pretty extreme backpacking adventure Extreme for her because she's extremely out of shape. That's right. I was telling her for months. Months! Start practicing your hiking to build up your skills. Right? It's pretty obvious. She hardly ever hikes. This is going to be a three-day adventure. 23 23 miles total. Carrying weight on your back. So I told her, I'm not carrying all your shit for you. You got you to gotta pull your own weight, so to speak. And uh, how, how much practice do you think my little wifey got herself into? Almost none. <laughs> oh, God. She even asked for uh, her parents had this old treadmill they don't use. Can I have the treadmill so I can use it and get in shape? Okay. Here, we don't use it. Take it. So I went and picked it up with my, the help of my cousin Monkey. <gasps> we brought it home. She used it a few times. And that was it. And uh, I come home from work and I go <laughs> almost every day. Hey, so uh, how many miles you pulled in today, huh? Shut up. <laughs> and I kept warning her. Hey, you've got to start hiking. you got to get into it. you got to get some practice. You know, it's going to fucking destroy you if you don't do it. Meanwhile, here I am going on my mountain peak hikes with my, uh, with my ladies. Uh, we're, we went up like three mountains. Which helped a lot. That's a, I don't know if you guys do any hiking, but uh, if you really want to get your ass kicked, start climbing a mountain, you know, uh, 10,000 feet plus. Whew, let me tell you. But it, it is a good training to get you in shape. So, um, yeah, so she didn't do shit. 
here we are. We're in the beautiful Kauai. It's the morning of the hike. The plan was to get there by 6 a.m., all right? Start hiking at 6 a.m. I mean, this is a long day. Earlier, the better, right? And also, I heard that there's going to be a lot of people because it is uh, getting the summer times, and uh, I'd like to avoid most people. If you know me, you know me. I don't like people. So <laughs> we get there like around 8.30. Fucking already, already fucking up. Now, uh, here's the deal. I was reading up on this hike, and the trailhead is at the very end of a road. The whole north, uh, northwest side of the island is all giant fucking cliffs, and you, you can't drive them on... Uh, anyways, the road ends at the very top of the island, and that's where the trailhead begins. And there's a little parking lot, and it's all you know dirt, and there's no little lights or anything to, to light up at night. So when I, what I was reading on some of the websites is, hey, don't park here if you're going to be doing the whole trail, which is going to last you, you know, at least two days. Because at night, it's been known that people break into cars. Even though that there's not a big crime rate on the island, that people have had their cars broken into in this little parking lot area. So already I'm like, God damn it. We're not going to have a... See, we stayed in a room for the first night. And then, you know, for three days, we're going to be out in the wilderness. So our shit's going to be in the car, in the rental. So, I mean, we can't just leave it <laughs> there's nowhere to put it that's where it's going to be so if someone breaks in they're taking all of our sh- if they took our bags all of our shit would be gone and so I was worried about that but the day before I was at the shop buying some fuel for my little jet boil so I can make us some food out in the trail uh, I asked the local girl that worked there you know hey uh, so the cars get broken into huh she's like ah, sometimes but you know as long as you're not stupid about it the people that get the cars broken into are the ones that leave their stuff out in plain sight it's like, if you just hide your stuff in the car, you know, or someone can't look in and see anything, you'll be fine. But Natalie was like, ah, I'm still not comfortable leaving the car there. What if someone breaks in and takes our stuff? I'm like, oh, all right, I'll just go in the morning. I'll drop you off at the trailhead. I'll drop off our bags. I'll drive down a mile to this uh, little parking lot by this other beach that has lights in there and all that. And then I'll walk back. <clears throat> She's like, Okay. So in the morning, I go, okay, that's where I'm going to leave the car. We're driving by the uh, little beach parking lot. So as we're driving, she's like, oh, my God, that's far. You're going to walk? I was like, well, I mean, you want me to uh, leave the car where there's lights in a parking lot? So, I mean, that's where I got to put it. So we get all the way to the fucking trailhead. And she's like, you know what? That's too far for you to walk. Just just park the car here. We'll hide, it. We'll hide the stuff. And hopefully no one will do anything. I was like, all right. It's cool with me. And so uh, we put the shit in the back. The windows are already tinted on the Jeep that we rented. So I just got some black shirts, which I, <laughs> which I had a lot of, of course. Oh, my God, James. You go to Hawaii and you wear black. Of course. I can't. I got to be true to myself, regardless of where I am. I'm a dark soul. <laughs> so I covered our bags with black shirts, and uh, you couldn't even see shit. And uh, we're, there we are. We start beginning our hike at 8.30 a.m. Not even a mile into it, dude. A mile. Like, not even a half mile. She's all, oh, God, this is hard. <laughs> oh, and I'm just like, I want to say, I told you so. I told you so. And so uh, the whole thing was, I told her before, you know, before because she's not a big hiker. This was for me. And so I told her, like, yeah, we're going to do this. And she was bitching about it. I was like, look. Trying to, you know, trying to lighten the mood. Look, go at your own pace. 
No big deal. Take our time. We got the whole day. You know, we're on vacation. No rush. Take as many breaks as you want. Oh, boy. Did she really take advantage of that? <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so, yeah. Less, less than half a mile. She's already getting burned out. And so, you know, we just keep going. Keep on going. Keep trucking along. She's taking break after break after break. And I'm like, ugh. I'm getting uh, frustrated. But I'm trying to keep my cool. Because, you know, we're on vacation. And if I piss her off, I could start ruining the whole thing. So I was like, all right, fuck it. Fuck it. So seven miles later, seven and a half miles into this hike. It's 11 and a half miles one way. That's to get to the secluded beach. That's where we're going to set up our camp. Seven and a half miles. Um, I get up to the top of this one. I started ditching her because I was getting so impatient because she likes taking breaks on the way up a fucking incline. And it, it really drove me nuts because I don't like stopping when I'm going up an incline. I just like pushing through it, powering through it. Once you get to the top of uh, the little hill you're going up, then I take a rest if I need to. Doing it halfway to me just didn't make any sense. And plus, I think it makes you more tired. So it's like I would just push through it, push through it. And then just rest at the top and check out the fucking beautiful view and then do it that way. So uh, like after mile seven, I was just kind of like, all right, I'm, I'm not waiting for her. I'll go and wait for her at the top of the hill. And so because this thing just goes up and down and up and down, it's not like a mountain climb where you just go straight up and then, you know, you're there. You just keep going up, down, up, down. So I get to the top of this, <laughs> this top of this incline where, where it ends and there's an overlook. It's really beautiful overlooking the ocean and it's all these hills and cliffs it's sick and uh, next thing you know i'm like waiting there for the next thing you know i turn my head and here comes an old dude an old hiker backpacker he's got a giant backpack on he's got this old ass hat this guy's probably in his fucking late 70s early 80s super old giant grizzly looking beard real skinny guy he's wearing a hat a giant backpack and that's it <laughs> How do you look? Ugh, you would ask that. He was old. He looked all leathery. The naked backpacker. All right, well, he did have a little tiny t-shirt covering his junk, but that's it. His ass was all hanging out and everything. And he walks up. Oh, plus he's got little sandals on. Did I forget to add that? <laughs> a hat, a backpack, sandals, and a baby little t-shirt covering his dick. <laughs> and so this dude comes right up to me. How you doing? It's like, all right, how are you? I'm doing just great. So yeah, you headed all the way to the end with the beach? I'm like, that's right. All right, good, good. So uh, what you can expect coming up is, uh, and as he's talking to me, here comes Natalie. She comes up, she looks at him. <laughs> and uh, he's like, oh, how you doing there, young lady? And she's like, hi. Yeah, so uh, what you can do is, uh, you know, you, it comes, it does this, and this which. And he's telling us what to expect in the rest. No one even asked him, but he's giving us all this information. I was like, all right. And he's talking to us like he's not standing there, butt-ass naked with, with just a baby t-shirt covering his dick. No problems. It's totally normal. Just another day for this guy. <laughs> and so I'm trying not to look down, but I want to. Of course I do, James. Oh, shut up. And so uh, he, he's, he gives us all the information he wants to give us. All right. Well, happy hiking. You guys, you folks have a good day. And he takes off, starts walking down, and uh, I try to get my phone out. My, my fucking phone is like wet because I'm all sweaty. 
And so my hands are kind of rubbing and nothing's happening on my screen. So I kind of dry off my phone. I finally get it dry enough so I can flip on the camera. And it's, I, snapped a, <laughs> I snapped a photo of this guy. How to look, James? What's the quality? HD. Oh. And I think I know what HD you're talking about. Huh. That's right, James. Hard dick. Oh, stop it. Everyone could imagine. Why'd you got to say it? Uh, no, by the time I got the photo out, he was, he was like 15, 20 feet away. And, uh, you know, I'll still post the photo to the Danger Hour Instagram. Because I think it's, uh, <laughs> I mean, it's still funny to me. Hopefully, I don't know. You really can't tell he's naked because his backpack is covering his ass. But uh, as soon as he started walking away, I totally did duck down and look at his ass because I needed to see it. I needed to. I mean, when else am I going to see an old naked backpacker? <laughs> so after this, we keep moving, well, moving down the trail. And right before eight miles, my wife, I swear to God, she starts losing her fucking mind. And to the point where I'm getting scared. So she keeps talking to herself. And I, I don't know if you know what she's saying. If you've ever seen the movie The Aviator, that scene with DiCaprio, where he's like, show him the blueprints, show, show him the blueprints, the, the blueprints, the blueprints, show, show him the blueprints, show, show him the blueprints, show him the blueprints, show, show him the blueprints, the, the blueprints, blueprints, show, show him the blueprints, show, show him the blueprints. You get the idea. So she was, she was doing the same shit, but she was just repeating something over. I, she, I kept hearing her say like, too many numbers, there's the numbers, there's, there's too many numbers in the miles, there's too many numbers in the miles, the miles and the numbers. She just kept talking like that. And I was just like, hey, what's wrong with you? And she just stared at me and she gets quiet. And, you know, uh, nothing. And so I'm like, all right. So we keep walking and she just keeps fucking talking to herself. And I'm just like, oh, shit. Don't tell me she's, she like overexerted herself or she's going to be collapsing soon. What the fuck am I going to do? I mean, we're out in the middle on this, on this trail. I don't even know if I have reception. You know, what the hell am I going to do? Am I going to call a goddamn helicopter? <laughs> oh, shit. Ruin the whole trip. Plus, you know, I wanted to finish the hike. Oh, my God, James. Your wife is probably going to die. And all you care about is finishing the hike. Yeah, I spent a lot of money and I planned a long time to go there to finish that hike. That was the major reason for me wanting to go back to the island, to finish that hike. And she wasn't going to fuck it up for me. <laughs> oh, Jesus. No, I, I did get worried, though. And I was like, oh, man, what's going to happen? Is she going to just pass out? Is she about to drop? And so I'm like, hey, are you okay? Yeah, 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 yeah. Just don't talk to me. Okay. And so we get to mile marker eight. Because on rocks, someone carved out the numbers and then, you know, traced them with like a neon chalk or something. Paint, whatever it is. And uh, so we come up to mile marker eight. And I was like, hey, less than three miles. Because at this point, I thought it was 11 miles one way. And uh, we were surprised at the end. Well, I'll get to that, I guess. So at mile marker eight, I'm like, hey, less than three miles. And then that's, that's all she kept saying. Less than three miles. Less than three miles. Less than three miles. Less than three miles. Eight miles in. Eight miles in. Less than three miles ago. Less than three miles. She just kept doing that over and over and over. I'm like, fuck. And I got kind of scared, but I'm like, all right, is this just her way of just, you know, like a meditation, like a mantra? She's just repeating over and over again just to motivate her to get her through this shit. Uh, I hope that's all it is. I hope she's not going to, hope she's not losing some screws. So yeah, man, just mile by mile. Nine. Ten. Less than a mile. 
less than a mile, less than a mile. And uh, we get finally get to this sign that says, you've reached, it's called uh, Kalalawu Beach. <laughs> yeah, you've reached this. Here we are. I'm like, all right, fuck yeah, it's finally over. Oh, I forgot to mention, once we got to like mile eight and she's freak, freaking out, actually before that, like mile seven, I think um, I was carrying her bag for her because there's a there's a part of the trail called, uh, they call it Crawler's Ledge, where it's a very narrow portion and you're on the cliff and uh, there's just, there's nothing below but rocks and the ocean. <laughs> And so uh, this freaked her out beforehand, and that's all she worried about. And so now we were there, and I guess I didn't really know this about her, but she's got a deathly fear of heights. I, I learned that this trip because she started freaking out once we got to the area. Even though it wasn't even that big of a deal, I wasn't even aware that we were passing Crawler's Ledge at this point. I thought we were working our way up to it because I'm like, all right, uh, this is doable. Uh, when's the skinny narrow part come? And it never did, so... Later on, I asked her, like, hey, what the hell happened to Crawler's Ledge? That was it. We crossed it. That was the scary part. You weren't scared. I was like, oh, wow. So she was terrified. And so I held her bag for her so she could freak out a little less and have uh, more balance and hold on to the side of the wall, even though I'm just, like, walking totally normal. <laughs> you know what? It, it was the same width of trail that we've done around, you know, in California all over the place. The only difference is, and I'm talking up in the mountains and everything, the only difference was there was no bushes or vegetation or trees on the side of the cliff, so it looked more scary. But it was the same shit. The only thing messing with your head is the visuals. But uh, yeah, that just that totally did it for her. She was terrified. So I carried her bag for like a mile, and then I made her, I made her take it back. And then once she started freaking out again, that's probably like half a mile I carried her bag. Once she freaked out again, and started losing her mind. I was like, give me the bag. I took the bag back and carried it for like the next two and a half, three miles. So I'm carrying all my shit, like 40 pounds on my back. And I'm carrying uh, her bag on, on the front. I put the backpack through my arms. and So I have a bag in the front and a bag in the back. And uh, at this point, once we get to that, that sign that says, oh, you've reached the beach. It goes, the campground's a half mile that way. I'm like, fuck. And I got pissed and I kind of threw my bags down. Because I was just frustrated because I'm carrying all this weight. And she picks up her bag and she goes, she looks at me and she goes, less than half a mile. Less than half a mile. And she was like trying to motivate me at this point. I'm like, all right, let's do it. So we get to the beach and there's, there's a bunch of campsites inside the wooded area. And there's campsites on the beach. And I'm like, I've camped a hundred fucking times in the woods. Why would I want to do that? I'm going to go get a spot right on the beach. So we go find this prime, prime spot. Perfect. You set up the tent. There's a tree like overhead covering for uh, shade. And you get a clear view of the ocean and the beach and everything. It was sick. The only problem was like 15 feet away, there was a hammock set up on a, on a tree and uh, some supplies on the ground. It looked like some... It, it looked like an old guy. I don't know why it was an old guy, but that's how it looked to us. Like, oh yeah, it's probably some old dude that just hangs out here. We've heard about people that kind of live um, on the island and just kind of beach bums. That's how it looked. Like, okay, this guy probably just hangs out here once in a while and he's just wandering around the other rest of the day. So uh, we set up all our shit. It's like, yeah, hopefully he doesn't come back. And then there was a, a waterfall really close by. You, you just walk right to it. And uh, I took, we went down there. 
I fucking bathed in that thing, washed myself off. Someone had a bar of soap they left there and like on a rock. Fucking lathered up and gave myself a good body scrub. Oh my God, James. So you were butt naked washing yourself under the waterfall, James, like a majestic mermaid. Oh, no, I had my shorts on. I just gave myself a good scrubbing. So your balls and your asshole were all dirty still, James? Yep, pretty much. That's kind of sexy, James. No, it wasn't. You can feel the cheese and whatnot down there. <laughs> but the rest of me was clean. So yeah, I gave myself a good little bath. We filled up our water bottles in the in the uh, waterfall to go uh, treat the water. We head back. Got my towel on me. Feeling pretty good. We're done with the hike. About to relax. And the people are back. They're right there next to us. It's not an old guy after all. It's some young, like, hippie-looking guy and three chicks. And uh, chicks weren't too bad looking, if you ask me. <laughs> and I was like, wow, how's this guy hanging out with three young, good-looking girls? And I was like, great. Now we're fucking here ruining his party. <laughs> and so Natalie, she goes right away. Oh, hey, uh, sorry to intrude on your space. We just got here kind of late because the sun's going down at this point. We got here late, and uh, we didn't think anyone was here, so we just set up. Um, we'll be out in the morning. And uh, uh, I was like, wow, that was pretty fucking well handled. And then the guy goes, oh, it's cool, it's cool. And the girl goes, it's really not a problem. It's okay. And he goes, yeah, we're just going to be around anyway. It's like, all right, thanks. And so it was a little bit awkward, but they took off, and we hung out fucking sick. Uh, but <laughs> the next morning... We're awakened by a group of beach hippies that have come to hang out with these people and they're all hitting the bong and they're making breakfast and they're like, yeah, man. And I was like, this is dad. Oh, man. Uh, it was a nightmare. Fuck. <laughs> oh, beach hippies. So finally they take off and we're, you know, we're getting up and uh, we see that the chick that was, one of the chicks that was there with that guy is jumping into the ocean with um, a big, trash bag with like a bunch of duct tape on it and she's swimming out to a boat and there's like four boats out there we're like what the hell and so we're packing up all our shit she swims out like some other people they swim out to the boats and then the boats take off and then uh the guy comes back and he's doing whatever he's doing and we're about to leave because all our shit's all packed up and natalie's like hey uh what's up with those boats and he's like oh man that's my uncle uh he comes out like every day or two and and picks up people, you know, for like a hundred bucks. It's like, he, she's like, really? Yeah, sometimes like people don't want to hike back. So, you know, the boats will come like around nine in the morning and they'll just pick people up. And I was like, oh, fuck, that is the greatest goddamn job ever. Could you imagine that you could live in Hawaii and your job could be like a fucking, <laughs> like a taxi pirate? <laughs> you just drive your little boat, hang out right there off the shore, and let these fucking assholes that are too lazy to walk back, I'll give you $100 if you take me back to the trailhead, please. And that's what they do. And then we talked to some other guy later, and he's like, oh, yeah, I heard about those guys. He's like, yeah, I think I heard that one of them charges like 150 a head. It's like, dude, can you imagine that? Can you imagine charging a 150 per person Let's say you get four people, right? You made $600 just from driving your little boat about nine miles and then driving it, driving it back and uh, 
Well, I guess it's more than nine miles because you got to come from the port. But I don't know what the port is, but it doesn't matter. You're going nine miles from the, the trailhead, which is actually like 11 and a half, but, you know, it goes inland. So it's probably nine miles by boat. Drive them back and you're fucking done. You made $600 so you can just go and enjoy the rest of your day. You probably worked, what, like an hour and a half? Two hours tops, you made $600. Oh, my God. That would be the life. That would be the life. Just imagine that, everybody. You can only work if you really made it stretch. You don't have to work like once a week. I mean, if you really bummed it. I'm talking bumming it. But if you, know, if you want to work multiple times a day, I mean a, a day, a week, you can make some serious money. Fuck, man. Well, I guess you'd have to save up for uh, the off-season. But hey, that's a risk I'm willing to take. I'm going to do this, everybody. I've changed my mind. I'm not going to be a, uh, a camp ranger anymore. Ranger Danger's dead. I want to be Captain Danger now. On the Hawaiian Seas, your pirate taxi. If you need my services, look for the black flag with the skull and crossbones and just give me a whistle. Dude, that would be so badass. I'd have to have like a killer fucking beard too and a bandana. Oh, I can't wait. Look forward to that, everybody. <laughs> oh, boy. Anyway, we hung out uh, the next whole day on the beach. Just uh, did a bunch of cool shit. Explored a little mini cave. You know... Did hardly anything. Slept on the beach, all that shit. It was really cool. Third day, woke up like at 4.30, was on the trail by 5.30. And uh, man, going back was a lot easier. My wife impressed the fuck out of me. We were like five hours in. She's still going. No complaining. Totally fine. Couldn't believe it. And, uh, you know, it's all because we started so early. And so it's very cool outside. And the sun's rising from the opposite side. So there was a mountain in front of us blocking the sun for like five hours. It was sick. I was really proud of her on the way back. So James, how long did it take you to get back? Well, let me tell you how long it took us to get there first. Because of my wife and all of her breaks and her stopping. It took us... Now look, I, I could have done this. Absolutely, I could have done this between five and six hours. Probably six hours. It took us 11 hours, everybody. 11 hours. <laughs> because she was... Oh, shit. 11 hours. 11 hours. You know what I felt like? And uh, this is going to sound very arrogant of me, but this is... I'm not. This is real talk. Let's keep it 100. Let's keep it 100, everybody. I felt like a Ferrari just keeping pace with a fucking city bus and we were still making all the stops. <laughs> so I'm like, stop, stop. And it's like, I just, I just want to go. Let me go on the open road. Just But instead I was a goddamn bus. Oh, but on the way back, we got done in uh, like eight and a half, nine hours. So uh, she did uh, a major improvement. She was expecting that she wasn't going to be able to make it back. She's going to be too sore and all that shit. And she was like, I want to take a boat back. Can I do it? I was like, well, you know what? If you want to do it, you're paying for it. 
because uh, I'm not doing that shit. I came here to finish this whole adventure, and that's what I'm doing. It doesn't count if you don't walk back also, you know? can't take a boat. <laughs> Cheater. I was like, look, I tell you what, I bet you I leave at five in the morning. You take the boat at nine and I'll beat you. Yeah, right. I was like, I bet I will. You'll see. But it didn't happen. <laughs> she wound up coming with me anyway. So on the way back, we were, uh, you know, we we're out of water in the backpacks. <clears throat> we treated some water. But you know what? I don't care for that treated water taste. It's kind of weird. And so I, I started drinking the water just <laughs> straight up because it was so crystal clear, except for like little tiny things I think was just from uh, like the algae or whatever that's on the rocks. Little teeny tiny little fucking teeny. You got to look really close to see anything in there. But uh, dude, the water was like rushing, super cold. And the same chick that told us that no one would break into the car, she's like, She's an outdoors person. She works in one of those stores that sells all that gear and she does a lot of outdoor shit. And she's like, you know what? I've been drinking that water since I was a kid living here and it's never, ever been an issue for me. She goes, people here drink the water. She's like, I think it's fine. And so at first we don't want to do that, but treating the water is uh, kind of a pain in the ass and we're trying to keep our time. So we're trying to just get done with this shit. So I just started drinking the water straight up. <laughs> And uh, so every time we came, there's so much in the, in the island of Kauai, there's so many fucking streams and waterfalls. It's ridiculous. So, I mean, every mile or two, we, I was filling up with my water, my water bottle. And so, um, yeah, so we make it all the way back. We're good. We took a fucking dip in the ocean afterwards. It was wonderful. Oh, just that feeling of just accomplishing it, man. I highly recommend it, but don't do it with a wife that hasn't trained for shit. <laughs> I recommend doing it with a naked old backpacker. You'd have a great time then. And I also recommend letting him lead so that you can enjoy the view. Oh my God, James. Are you talking about his asshole? Uh, everyone knew what I was talking about. Why do you always get to do... Do I got to ask you to leave? No, James. I'll be good. Are you sure? Unless you want me to be bad. Oh, stop it. All right, so let me get into the things that, uh, the bad things that happened on this trip. And it starts with the fucking day we finish the hike, we go in the ocean, we have our nice, beautiful swim, had a blast. And then we're driving down to check into our room for the rest of the week. The wife reserved it. It's one of those things where uh, it's privately owned and you pay the person and they give you the key code and all that shit so you can grab the key from a box. Um, so yeah, it's it's uh it's nothing fancy at all. It was just a single room with a bathroom, but uh, it it overlooks the ocean with a great view. So that's the reason why. I mean, it was pretty cheap, and uh, like I said, we didn't need anything fancy. I don't give a shit because we're not even gonna be in the room most of the time, and so all she cared about was a view, and this place had it, and she actually reserved this, and uh, I paid for it, but uh, <laughs> she chipped in because it was a little more money. Like, I wanted the basic, cheapest shit because I don't give a fuck. I'm not going to be in the room. We're going to sleep there and take off. We're not going to be hanging out. I don't understand these people that go to Hawaii and they, like, my, oh, my parents, dude. You know what? Years ago, I'm talking, a, like, when I was 20, I, uh, I don't know what I was thinking. It was kind of stupid. <laughs> I saved up some money, the most money I ever saved up. I think it was, like, three grand. Uh, no, it was like 2,500 bucks. 
and I paid for my parents to go to Hawaii, and I paid for uh, the plane tickets and for a room for a week. All right, for their 25th anniversary. And then my brother wound up like, buying them a rental car. He's way younger than me, but uh, that was his contribution. So we sent them to Hawaii, dude, for their 25th anniversary. I should have just went myself. <laughs> I mean, at that point, I hadn't even been on a plane yet. And here I am sending my parents away. Me and my stupid big heart. Ah, That's not all that's big, James. Oh, God. Uh, thank you, I guess. <laughs> so uh, anyway, my, my fucking... My dad wanted to, like, yeah, I just wanted to relax in the room and watch some TV. And your mom wants to go out do all these things. And I'm like, hey, I want to relax. I'm like, oh, fuck. <laughs> what the hell? I don't believe. I don't believe it. She didn't let him do that. But uh, I can't believe he wanted. I was watching a movie in the room. I'm like, what? why? Why would you watch a movie at all? Get out of the room. Oh, fuck. Anyway. Wow, that was a tangent. And so, uh, yeah, we, we check into this room, we walk in, and it's like 7.30 at night, the sun's going down, but it's, I mean, you know, it was bright out in Hawaii until like almost 9, so it was still good. We, we walk into the room and just get this overwhelming whiff of mold, and I'm like, oh, fuck. And she looks at me, and we're like, oh, shit, here we go, here we go. And we start opening the doors and the windows and all this stuff. And uh, I start looking at everything. I'm like, oh, man, look at this curtain. It's, there's black mold spotted all over it. Really small, like black mold marks. And she's like, oh, fuck. We go look at the couch. The pillows on the couch have black mold on them. You know, like uh, I think the, other, the chair at the desk area had black mold on it. The fabric-y chairs. Uh, the fucking curtains in the shower had black mold. The whole place had it all over. And we're letting it air out and stuff, and the smell isn't going away. I'm like, you know what? We can't stay here. There's no way. Because I was like, we even unpacked all of our shit. Like, well, I guess we're dealing with this. And uh, yeah, we're like, no, you know what? No, we can't. We cannot stay here. This is going to make us sick. And so she calls the lady, and like, they're like, oh, I'm sorry about that. I apologize. And so she gives us uh, this information to go to another room. And she's like, this one? Is been really, uh, newly renovated. No one's even stayed in it yet. It's been completely remodeled. She's like, I'll give it to you guys. It's more expensive, but I'll, I won't charge you the difference. It's yours. We're like, all right, cool. We go there. There's no fucking view whatsoever. And it's by like the main highway in this complex. I mean, you can't really hear the cars drive by, but you sort of can. And uh, there's windows where the, the coverings are kind of see-through, one of the windows. And people can just walk by your window. But it was a way fucking nicer room. And so we stayed there one night. And then uh, she was bummed because the view wasn't there. And the next day, the lady calls and says, hey, I have another room with a great view uh, that you can take a look at. See if you like that one instead. Because I, I just want you to be happy. I know a view was important to you. So... I mean, give it to the lady. She was trying to be fucking cool and, uh, and give her, you know, make her, make her happy. So, but my point is we had to deal with this shit. Pack up, unpacking everything and then packing everything up, going to the other place, unpacking all our shit. And then, uh, oh yeah, here's another place. Packing everything up, go to the other place. One of being pretty nice, like right on this little bay area, ocean view, pretty sick. So we took that one and uh, that was just, you know, that was, you don't want to deal with that kind of shit 
when you're on vacation. You know what I mean? You paid all this fucking money, waited all this time, and you you wait. How many hours do we waste just driving back and forth, looking at this room, going to that room? It's just, yeah. <sighs> oh my God, James. You sound like such a fucking high society asshole. Why don't you just deal with it? Roll with the punches and try to enjoy yourself, James. That's not the way I work. I am high society. I deserve better. No, no, fuck you. We paid for something. You know, no one wants to be greeted with a mold smell when you walk into your room. <laughs> I think I've got the right to bitch and moan. You shut up. You stand down, sir. So that wasn't one bad thing. Another bad thing. On, let's see, uh, that day, my fucking, uh, on the way down the, the hiking back, my goddamn phone stopped, my, my camera and my flash stopped working. Just stopped working altogether. I was like, fuck. Try to restart my phone, you know, like just that, uh, the reboot, whatever it's called. And then I tried to restart it, but keep all my settings. That didn't work. I was looking up some stuff. They're like, oh, yeah, you got to erase everything and start your phone over. I'm like, oh, fuck. Transferred all my photos to my wife's phone. Wiped out my whole phone. Forgot to save my contacts. Saved everything else, but I had to lose my music. No way to save that shit. Lost all my fucking music. Still didn't work. Then I look up some other shit. Oh, yeah, you got a bad camera. You got to have it replaced. It's like, oh, fuck. I just wiped it off for nothing. And my goddamn computer at home is so outdated that when I hook up my phone to my computer, it says, oh, unable to do this and that. I cannot recognize. I'm like, ah! So now I can't have any of my music on my fucking phone. Oh, it's been a sucky-ass nightmare. Oh, my God, James. Here's more first-world problems. <laughs> yeah. Yep, you're right. So that's another bad thing that happened. And then uh, let me tell you this, everybody. We got attacked by mosquitoes. <laughs> That's nothing new. That happened last time too. But we got it, man. My wife got attacked bad. So that's another bad thing that happened. So we're itching like crazy. Uh, and then the the third day or fourth day, I booked a helicopter ride. Oh boy, you really are some kind of high society fuckhead. Hey, look, I just sounds like you're jealous to me. I wish I could have gone with you, James. You and your stupid wife. <laughs> <laughs> now look, I could not afford this helicopter ride. It's pricey. I'm sure if you uh, have ever done it, you know. And if you haven't, I'm sure you can imagine, especially doing it in Hawaii. But, and I know, I feel like I have to explain myself. <laughs> but it's something I've always wanted to do. I've never been in a helicopter my whole life. And I figure, well, goddamn, if you're going to ever do it, why not do it on this beautiful island, getting to fly around and look at this? I mean, when, how could you ever top that? I mean, just like last year we went to Hawaii, I did the zip lining through the jungle. I'm never going to do that again because I've done it in the coolest fucking place you can do it. So, I mean, I don't have to do, I don't have to do it again. That's my philosophy. If you're going to do something, do it in the coolest place you can, right? Get it done. So I booked a helicopter ride. We're flying around. It's so majestic and beautiful. You see shit you'll never see before unless you're in a helicopter. These remote areas you can never get to. This island is full of uh, waterfalls. Everywhere you look, there's waterfalls. It's insane. Highly suggest you do it if you can. If you ever make it out there. But the point is, we're flying around all these waterfalls, and this guy's talking about all the water and stuff, and uh, how 
wet the island is and this and that. And, and Kauai actually has the wettest spot on earth. It gets so many, I don't know. I, I, I won't give you the facts because I don't remember them. But we fly to that area and he's talking about all the water and the wetness and stuff. And we have these intercoms. And you can uh, just pick them up and you can chime in whenever you want and ask him questions. And so he's talking and stuff. And I go, uh, hey, Paul, uh, recently we did that uh, Kalalau Trail and I drank a lot of untreated water from the streams. Am I going to be okay? And he goes, and I'm expecting him to go, yeah, you should be fine. The water's pretty clean. But no, he goes, uh, I, would, uh, I would really get checked out if I were you. And I'm like, oh, fuck. And all the guys, there was five of us in the helicopter and there's three other guys. And they all look at me like, oh, you're fucked. <laughs> And I'm like, uh, well, when, when will you know the side effects or when will you feel the effects? And he goes, uh, well, I've heard that uh, if, you, if you haven't felt the effects uh, within 12 hours, then you should be fine. And I'm like, oh, I'm thinking, great, because it's been like 20 hours. No big deal. I was like, right, cool. And, you know, like the next later on that day, I look it up on my phone. I was like, hmm. You know, uh, there's something called giardia. That's the thing you get, parasite, whatever it is you get from drinking dirty water. So I look it up and it's like, yeah, you'll feel the effects two days afterwards. I'm like, oh, shit. (laughs) So what do you know? 48 hours later, my wife and I are having massive fucking shits. We're having the runs for three days in a row. (laughs) Now, granted... We ate this food that was kind of questionable at this one place. It had some uh, creamy sauce. I only had a little bit, of, like a tiny few bites, uh, because, you know, I'm lactose intolerant. And she is kind of is too, but she ate it anyway. So I'm thinking, was that it? That creamy, buttery sauce? Or did the water get us? But we both had the shits, dude, for three days straight. No matter what we ate, we shit it all out pretty quickly afterwards. But we didn't let it stop us. We still were fucking out. Out out in a boot, uh, having some fun, renting bikes, doing fucking bikes, bike, bike rides on the coast. It was sick. All kinds of adventures. I mean, we, 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 we rolled with the punches. Uh, it didn't phase us too much. It didn't ruin the trip, but uh, it sure was a pain in the ass. Three days. <laughs> oh, God. If that wasn't bad enough, we went snorkeling. Oh, let me tell you about my snorkeling adventure real quick. I know I'm all over the place. I don't have anything written down, okay? I'm just going with this. We went snorkeling. This is my first time snorkeling. I rented this gear. We went to uh, the spot that everyone recommends. It's called Tunnels Beach. That's the spot they say is the best snorkeling on the, on the island. We rented these, these, this brand new type of snorkel called an Aria mask. It's a full face mask, and it's pretty fucking badass. It looks like a full face respirator. That you breathe out of, like uh, like on Breaking Bad, the ones that he wore. But instead of those two filters on the side, there's just a tube that comes up above your head, and that's a snorkel. And so you can be underwater. Your your whole, you know, your whole face is like it, it's pretty sick. You can see more. Apparently, I've never done it before, but that's what the guy was telling us. And so, um, and even if you go underwater a little too far, it's got an automatic device in there that locks up so water will never get into your breathing tube it's fucking sick so like i said my first time snorkeling i think it hurts too yeah so we just we were doing it and it's insane if you've already been snorkeling you would already know but if you haven't let me just tell you this 
you're walking into the water, you're looking down, the water's pretty clear. Even though it's clear, you can't fucking see the fish that are down there until you put your little head under the water. Then it's a whole world of fish that's like, what the hell? They're all over the place. They're not even that scared of you. It's nuts. So we're swimming around, looking at all the coral. It's pretty crazy. But I don't know if you guys know this about me. If you're a listener, you do. I'm pretty fucking terrified of the ocean. Now, I'm not talking about just getting in it like waist deep and, you know, frolicking to and fro and splashing around. I'm talking about swimming out there in the ocean. Nope. It's fucking, ugh, terrifying. Now, this really did a number on me psychologically. (laughs) We're down there looking around and it's pretty cool, but it's pretty fucking creepy to me because you're just hovering over this coral and then there's like open little pockets. You can see it goes kind of deep. I'm just like, oh God, what if something like jumps out and grabs me? I'm such a bitch. So we're, uh, we're just, you know, swimming around, but it's pretty goddamn fascinating at the same time. And you see all these different colored tropical fish and it's nuts. And then uh, suddenly this fish comes up to Natalie and starts like punking her and, and ramming into her face mask. And she's like tripping out like, what the hell? And it's creeping me out because I'm like, what the fuck? These cute little fish are punking up. Well, it wasn't little. It was a big ass fish. It was like the size of your head. But it was like uh, bumping into her face, like, like back up. <laughs> and then this like bright blue neon fish comes up to me. And it's a pretty big size too. And it's just staring at me in my eyes. I'm like, oh God, what's he going to do? And he swims below my chest. And I start, and I immediately grab my dick and balls because I don't know what he's going to do. It creeped me out. It's like, don't touch me. <laughs> uh, and so I'm getting kind of creeped. But we keep swimming around. And then uh, I get to the edge of the coral where you just see the water opens up and gets dark. Oh, and it fucked my head. I just got so fucking terrified. And I was like, oh, I need to get away from this area. I need to get back where I can see everything below me and not just open darkness. And all of a sudden, this big figure comes in the side of my peripherals on my left side in the openness. And I get so fucking freaked out. And I turn my head real fast and it's a dude. And he's swimming by me with a giant spear to go spear fishing. And I was like, oh, shit. Thank God. <laughs> and as he's swimming, I'm swimming like along the side of him, but staying on the coral, but just looking out into the darkness. And I'm like, all right, if anything comes and attacks, he'll get eaten first and I can swim away in safety. So I just kind of like kept him as a barrier, but he took off into the, into the empty blackness. And I was like, all right, I'm done. And I headed back to the coral, swimming around and uh, go back to Natalie. And I put my feet down and poke my head out of the water. And she still has her head under the water. And she goes, she puts her head right up and goes, hey, where you're stepping, there's an eel trying to bite you. I'm like, what? I fucking look down and there's this giant eel going, oh, oh, it was gross. It was poking out of one of those openings in the coral. I'm like, nope, fuck this. I'm never putting my feet down again. I'm just going to be floating around. That's it for me. I'm not touching the bottom of the coral anymore. It was nasty. Ugly fucking eel. Ugh. Ugh. I know a lot of you are probably like, God, you sound like a giant fucking pussy. And you know what? I don't blame you. But the whole concept of that thing terrifies me. 
You're down there in a world you do not belong in. You have zero defenses against anything down there. What, are you going to hit something in slow motion? <laughs> oh, it's so stupid. You have to wear a bunch of equipment to be down there. We don't belong in the water. Anything can attack you from any fucking angle. Not just, you know, on real land. How something can get you from in front of you. Maybe a bird can swoop down and, and peck on your head. But this thing, anything can get you from below you and the side of you, above you. You have no idea it's even coming for the most part. Oh, God, it's creepy. Ugh. So a little bit later, I'm kind of by myself. My wife went the other way. We're just exploring. <clears throat> I'm looking around down below at all the fish and all the shit. And I happen to look up off into the distance ahead of me. And I see a giant dark shadow coming towards me. And I'm like, and you know, I know it's not a person. It's a big fucking round shadow. And I'm like, oh, fuck, what is that? And I start getting creeped out again. And then I see it kind of turn and I see a big fin. I'm like, Ugh. And then I get excited because I notice it's a goddamn sea turtle. Now look, boys and girls, I told my wife, the only thing I care about seeing is a sea turtle. And she's like, that's not going to happen. I heard that they're not on this beach. They're on the other area you got to go to. And I was like, oh, God damn it. Well, hey, I can hope, can I? And there it is, a big ass sea turtle. And it's swimming right towards me, but it's still a little distance away. So I'm excited as shit. I stand up again, even though I said I wouldn't stand up again. And I yell to my wife as loud as I can. You can hear a little bit in these masks. And she gets, she looks at me and I go, you know, I'm motioning real fast. Like, come here, come here, come here. She swims towards me and she sees the turtle. We both look at each other and she gets so fucking excited in her eyeballs. And we, for the next 10 minutes, swam alongside the sea turtle. It was fucking insane. Oh, man, it was so awesome. And it was like right below us and we're swimming along and she's touching its shell. And I was like, I want to touch a shell too. So I reached down and I'm almost there, almost touching it. And then my goddamn fucking mask locks up because I went below the water. <laughs> and I kind of freaked out because it scared me at first. I'm like, oh, that's what's happening. And all you got to do is blow out a little bit and, you, and it opens up again. And I'm swimming. Dude, this guy is so majestic, swimming real slow majestic as all fuck and i'm struggling to keep up i finally got to touch his shell and it was all slimy and mossy feeling but it was beautiful animal dude gorgeous we keep going along we're swimming following him and then he he kind of turns changes course and we're still following him then he swims off away from the coral into the open water and i start fucking freaking out again I was like, oh boy. And, you know, but I'm going with it. I was like, this is an awesome moment. I don't want it to end. Swimming with a turtle. How fucking crazy cool is this? I'm going to keep going. Fuck it. I'm going to swallow my fear and go for it. So we keep going. It's like, uh, we're still going out in the open water. <laughs> it's been a little while. And so I look at my wife and she's looking at me still like, this is so amazing. And then I go, I motion her to like, hey, let's just uh, turn around now. And she shakes her head, no. And she keeps swimming. I'm like, fuck, I can't just pussy out enough follower. So I keep going and I'm just getting more and more nervous. And, uh, you know, the turtle is, uh, he's kind of breaking away from us, getting some speed, even though he doesn't look like he's doing anything. And uh, qu suddenly he starts coming up towards the surface of the water, really smooth. His head hits the top of the water and he quickly goes, <laughs> goes back down. He took a breath in like a split second. Then he was submerged again. 
Then he just vanished into the darkness of the waters. So amazing. And then I quickly swam back to the coral. <laughs> and then, you know, we were like, oh my God, that was the coolest fucking thing ever. We were so high on that shit for a long time. For fucking days, I was high on that moment. Incredible. Yeah, so afterwards, we, uh, we went out and, you know, we just laid out on the beach because my whole torso was white as fuck. So I wanted to get some color on my skin. And stupid me, I didn't have any goddamn sunblock on. I was like, yeah, let's wait out here for, you know, like 10 minutes and that's it. I kind of fell asleep. And then <laughs> we woke up. And uh, needless, needless to say, I got fucking toasted, man. I was, and I'm not fucking around, bright red. Bright red. Where I showed my wife and she's like, oh my God. And that sort of fucked up the trip for, I mean, not really. It was just annoying. It's just one of those bad things also to add to it, you know. So it was hard for me to like put my back against <laughs> anything. Uh, it was so painful. But, you know, I, I pushed through it. And day, like maybe a week or two later, however long it was, I, uh, <laughs> my whole back peeled. Oh, God. I was like a, I was like a beautiful butterfly. <laughs> <laughs> but Jesus Christ, I've never peeled my, oh, you wouldn't believe it. I, one day, one day, one day, I saw a child playing with a ruby the size of a tangerine. The bandit had been throwing them away. So why steal them? Because he thought it was a good sport because some men aren't looking for anything logical, like money. They can't be bought, bullied, reasoned, or negotiated with. Some men just want to watch the world burn. So, <laughs> sorry I had to. So one day I had my kids because, uh, dude, I was, if I scratched my back, you would just see like a bunch of flakes falling down my shirt. I had so much skin coming off. And one day I just, one day I had my, I took my shirt off in the bathroom. My kids come here. And I just had them peeling my goddamn back. Like, <laughs> do you remember as a kid, you would put glue all over your hands just so it would dry and you can peel it off because it was fucking cool. That's what, that's what it was. They were just peeling this giant glue flakes off my back it was so it's kind of gross but it was kind of cool and they were actually digging it but there was too much to do so they gave up after a while man it was insane but uh yeah i've got some color on me now <laughs> all right i think i only got a couple more things to cover but i feel like i've just been rambling this whole time i hope it's been somewhat enjoyable oh my god james nobody cares about your stupid life travels i think someone's jealous I wish you would have taken me, James. I look fantastic in a bikini. Oh, God. All right, so that, uh, that after we're done with the hike and we check into our new room, uh, we walked down. That's, what cool, that's what's cool about this one. You can walk down to this uh, area where there's like some restaurants and some bars and all that stuff. But the thing about Kauai is everything closes down pretty damn early. But uh, there's some places open till like midnight. I mean, so that was cool. But there was this one joint we love going to. We went to it like four times. And the waitress, like maybe five times. The wife wanted to keep going back to get the same fucking dish over and over again. This, uh, oh shit, what's it called? Opa. It's a fish called Opa. And they put uh, macadamia nut and crab crusted. You know, it's uh, it's got like an outer crusty. <laughs> what do you call that shit? <laughs> Sounds like a moron. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, right? Uh, encrusted. Macadamia nut and crab encrusted Opa. 
It's this really soft, tasty fucking fish, man. Oh God. I think, uh, you know, at that out there at the time, they, that's like the in season. I don't think you can get that shit out here, but it had this buttery, creamy sauce and the wife loved it. And dude, I'm telling you, it's fantastic. But because I'm lactose intolerant, I didn't really, I didn't get that. But everything we eat there at that restaurant is fucking amazing. But uh, the waitress was really cool as shit. And we actually became friends on the Instagrams. Uh, super badass chick. Um, she even hooked us up with some, with some dessert and some drinks. Woo. But uh, anyway, so that first night, she's asking us, you know, oh, hi, how, how long you been here? She's a native, born and raised, and asking us what we've done so far. And, uh, you know, we told her we went on that hike. And she's like, you guys went on that hike? And I was like, why do all the locals act like that whenever you mention that? And she's like, well, you know, people here don't do that stuff. White people do that stuff. <laughs> Everyone here is pretty laid back and chill. Like white people go on long hikes like that. She's like, I've only gone like on the first couple miles and that's it. And I was like, yeah, it sounds like most people just do that. But she's like, oh my God, you guys went all the way over there? She's like, man, you know that people go missing up there, right? And I was like, What? She's like, yeah, there's like been known for people that come here just to go on that hike because it's like world famous. And then they just are never seen again. I'm like, what? Yeah. And recently they busted 28 people up there in the hills, in the mountains. It's like, holy fuck. She said, basically, there's like mountain hippies living all over, all, all up in the mountains up there in the jungles. And uh, one of the guys came into town and he stole a car and was driving real fast down one of the highways, and he fucking hit another car and killed this young girl, 18-year-old chick. And apparently she was really well-known because her father was like the chief of police. And uh, this dude, understandably, got fucking pissed and assembled a task force and went up there in the mountains, and they busted a bunch of these motherfuckers that are up there cooking drugs. Uh, they had like a pizza oven up there, like a little shack they made, a queen-size bed. This whole thing, this whole apartment set up up there. It's like, holy shit. Busted 28 people. And then here we are, <laughs> prancing around up there. <laughs> Not knowing of the dangerous side of the island. Nah, but she's like, yeah, it's not that bad. But yeah, there was some, some knuckleheads up there. It's like, damn, that's nuts. Yeah, we didn't see anything. Everyone was pretty fucking cool no matter everywhere we went. <laughs> the evil side of the island. The others. And now it's time for another edition of Stallone Stands Alone. Sylvester Stallone is a fine American actor. Some would even argue the greatest actor to ever grace the screen. One might wonder if Sylvester Stallone was cast in a movie as opposed to the actor that was actually in the movie. Would it have been better? Today, we find out the answer to that very question when we place Sylvester Stallone in Spider-Man Homecoming, playing Robert Downey Jr.'s character of Tony Stark. And here it goes. Hey, you're like, what if somebody had died? That's on you. What if you had died? That's on me. 
I don't need that guilt on my conscience, you know. I'm going to need this suit back. For how long? Hey, you're like forever. I I'm nothing without the suit. Hey, you're like if you're nothing without the suit, then like maybe you shouldn't have it. You know? I, for one, think it's abundantly clear that Stallone brought a much deeper depth and complexity to the character of Tony Stark. But alas, it was not meant to be. Until next time, this has been another edition of Stallone Stands Alone. All right, let's start closing the show out with a little something I like to call, I Fancy That. It's beautiful. beautiful. It's wonderful. wonderful. It's I Fancy That. Fancy. All right, fancy times, everybody. I Fancy That is a segment in which I, I discuss some positive things in life. You know, there's a whole lot of negative things out there, so let's just shine a light on good things, shall we? Oh my God, James, you're so optimistic and lovely. You know, no one's ever said that about me. I was being sarcastic. Oh, go fuck yourself. Yeah, so uh, let's let's just share some good, happy things. All right, I did write these down. Hold on a sec. Why aren't you prepared, James? You can easily edit this out. This is a lot of dead air. You're right. You're right. But I won't do that. Okay, I fancy. God damn it, James. It better not be anything about Hawaii again. Oh, fuck. All right, one, but one last thing. That's it. Ah. <laughs> All right. I fancy, after I had my violent shits for three days. You fancy violent shits, James? You like the abuse? No. Let me finish. After my violent shits for three days and my pain and misery, since that moment, I... No, okay, let me first preface this. But oh, God, here we go. Out with it! This is important. For years, years, I've been battling... A terrible weak stomach. First of all, I'm lactose intolerant. So if I if I have any, I'm sure you know what that means. But if you're retarded, uh, it means if I have any dairy, milk, cheese, butter, any creamy shit, uh, I'm gonna be I'm doomed. My stomach will be jacked. But it's been uh, it's even anything spicy will fuck me up. Anything like grow greasy will fuck me up. Anything uh, let's see uh, like uh, soda. If I drink something very acidic, it'll fuck me up. If I booze a lot, it'll fuck... Like, anything, pretty much, will get me. It's been very annoying. So ever since I had the shits in Hawaii from drinking the tainted water, which was very tasty, by the way. It was so delicious. But ever since those three days passed, I have had perfect shits. I could eat whatever... Except I won't touch Jerry still because I'm still scared about that. But I can eat whatever, dude. And my shits are perfect. Where I'm even having phantom shits. Phantom wipes. When you wipe your ass and there's nothing on the paper. It's been weeks, boys and girls. This is unheard of. All right? I'm telling you, it's been wonderful. I've had spicy as hell food. I've drink, I've, dude. I've been on vacation mode. 
ever since. And I've been a bad little boy. I haven't been uh, exercising like I used to. God, I've been slacking off. I've been drinking a lot, eating kind of shitty. Oh, fuck. So, uh, yeah, I got to get back into it. But I'm still on party vacation mode. And my stomach has been straight. It's insane. I don't know what is going on. Did the Hawaiian waters heal me? Is it like, like the fountain of youth? But see, no one drinks it pure because they're scared of getting sick. So am I more like the blessed? Am I healed? <laughs> are the people that live in Hawaii and drink the water, are they, are they healed? Is that why they're so chill and relaxed? Because they're, they've been healed? James, it's probably because they have parasites and they've got brain damage. <laughs> I don't think I've got brain damage. You already have brain damage, James. There's no change in you except for your nice shits. That's possible. But I was thinking, like, what's what what's the deal with my good chance? Is it because is it because I maybe my stomach was lacking some kind of bacteria, and whatever I drank in that tainted water replenished my bacteria in my tum tums, or I think my cousin monkey, <gasps> I think he told me maybe the bacteria you drank killed the other bad stuff in your stomach that was giving you the shits. <laughs> maybe I put. <laughs> Maybe I had some kind of like revenge bacteria where it took out the rest of the other bad shit. I don't fucking know. Maybe I should go every year to Hawaii and replenish myself with tainted water. Go through three days of bad shit and then have purity again. Because I don't think this is going to last forever. But I've been enjoying the fuck out of it thus far. Oh God, you have no idea what a relief it's been. I swear to you guys, I've eaten a lot of shit. And drinking a lot. And my stump, my, my shits are fucking perfect every time. Oh, man. I don't know what it is. But I fancy it. <laughs> uh, there, there's three I fancies this week. Next one. Do you remember I told you about my fucking phone taking a shit on me? So I looked it up. And it said uh, on this website, it said... If you have Apple Care, which I don't, if you have Apple Care, it will cost you $100 to get your phone fixed and it'll take about five business days. I'm like, oh shit. So I got to be without a phone for a week and I got to pay a hundred bucks. I'm like, God damn it. Am I going to have to get a new phone? This is bullshit, right? So we're walking, uh, it was a wife's birthday and she's like, I want to go to Victoria Gardens. That's in uh, Rancho if you live in California. It's just like outdoor. You know what? I don't like that place. There's not that many good stores. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. So we're walking around and lo and behold, my wife goes, hey, look, why don't you look at this place? See if they can help you. And it's like one of those outdoor booths. And it's a guy that says, uh, iPhone repair. Now, look, I've talked to other people and they say I'm dumb because I never knew these places existed. I had no idea. And there's a guy sitting there, some Arab dude, just on his phone, just fucking bored as shit. And uh, I go, hey, do you replace cameras? Uh, yes, I do. I go, yeah. Uh, how long does it take? About uh, 15 minutes. Oh, yeah? How much is it? $35. And I'm like, no fucking way. Uh, can you do it right now? Yes. <laughs> so I watched this guy. He was done in less than 10 minutes. He opened up my phone, took out the little baby camera put a new one in, closed it all up, and it works perfectly fine. Ah! 
you'd have no idea what the high I was on for days. First the sea turtle, then the iPhone repair. Oh God, I was on a magical high. It was fucking incredible. $35, 10 minutes, problem solved. Oh, oh God. So to close it out, Hawaii's magical water healing my tum-tums and Arab iPhone repairman. I fancy that! All right, and now it's time for the darker side of life. That's right, it's time for the legendary fuck you moment. And here we go. Fuck you! All right, the fucking moment is a segment I do that's the opposite of fancy. You got to end on a negative note. <laughs> Fooled you. Okay, so <laughs> fucking moment. Uh, this is a weak one. Haven't been too angry lately as of late, but I'll try to make it work. So we took a little road trip this summer because my daughter has a national park pass, so we get in for free. So I'm like, hey, why don't we go uh, on a little road trip and hit up a couple national parks? So we went up all the way to Oregon because I've never been. And that was lovely. But we went to Crater Lake. We went down to Redwood National Forest. Then we went down to uh, San Francisco on the way home. And uh, man, I like that city. It's really freaking cool. Ah, that comes as no surprise to me, James. Everyone knew you liked San Francisco. <laughs> uh, yeah, I do. <laughs> I want to go back. Of course you do, James. The next time you can take me. I'll show you a good time. I know all the hot spots. Oh, shit. No. I'd like to go back with the wife and uh, really explore the city and hit up a lot of these restaurants and uh, some of these bars. I know which bars you'd like, James, and uh, clothing is completely optional. Oh, shit. No, I want to go with my wife, and that's final. So here, here's what the fuck used to. When you're going uh, towards the Golden Gate Bridge, you're almost there. It's like, you know, probably a mile away, unless I wasn't paying attention, which is completely possible. But like within a mile... It's like, hey, uh, toll information. What? Visit uh, this website. What? <laughs> and it, it goes by real fast because you're driving on a fucking highway. And all of a sudden, there's another sign right before the bridge. Toll info. And I was like, God damn it. There's nothing you, there's no toll booth you stop at. It's an automatic toll road all of a sudden. And it's because all these tourists want to drive over the bridge and they fuck you because they automatically scan your license plate. And if you aren't uh, already logged in and have an account with like a fast pass bullshit, then uh, guess what? I got a little I got a little thing in the mail saying how much I got to pay. <laughs> Sons of bitches. And uh, I was talking to this guy recently and he was like, yeah, dude, that's fucking bullshit. Some of these cities do that. And if you don't log in beforehand and pay the toll, they'll send you like a fine also. I was like, oh, great. How much is this goddamn thing going to be? So it came in the mail, and it was only for $7, which is the actual toll to cross the bridge. But, I mean, that's fucked up. They're taking advantage, and I don't like that. You know, that city, you know, it's pretty cool, but uh, they like to really nickel and dime you over shit. For example, we were driving uh, down, and this, was, this whole trip was all just, but we're winging the whole thing. Never made any reservations anywhere. And so uh, looking for a room on the way there. And uh, I was like, oh, I found a cool place. It's like right in the city. Decent price. That's cool. 
good reviews. It says it's in a really nice part of town and everything close to a lot of stuff. Fuck yeah. And so I was about to fucking book it and I look at some reviews and it's like, oh yeah, the only thing that sucks about this place is there's no parking lot. You got to pay to park your car overnight. It's like 70 bucks. What? 70 fucking dollars to park your car. And then it's like another, oh, this other guy goes, yeah, but I found a place for half the price. I'm like, wow, that's insane. You're paying for a room and it doesn't include parking your car. Oh, it was horse shit. So fuck that city for that reason, for the two reasons. You know, you can't park a car anywhere without paying a shitload of money. And uh, they, they pretty much fine you for crossing a bridge. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, those two things. Fuck you. Fuck you. All right. It's been swell. God, I've had diarrhea of the mouth. I guess it left my tum-tum and went to my mouth. <laughs> Just like some guys too, James. Oh, shit. You got me there. Oh, I got you all right, James. I got you good. Oh, God. <laughs> that was pretty good, though. I'm, yeah, I admit it. When you get me, I admit it. I'll get you, James. I'll get a rip. All right, that's enough. Just quit while you're ahead. All right, that's that. It's been fun. Thank you, peoples. And until next time, stay dangerous, my friends. <laughs> Later.